We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigger. A pleasure to have you along, and I'm anxious to bring on a good friend of the programs, and that is Greg Medea, now with the Daily Progress over in Charlottesville, used to cover the Dukes for the Daily News Record. Greg Medea, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Dave. Good to be <laughs> on with you. Good to hear your voice, and uh, you know, perfect, perfect timing to be on to talk about the Dukes and the Cavaliers tonight. Yeah, no question about that. And give our give our listeners an update. I know they were big fans of Greg Medea, still are, I'm sure. But uh, everything going well for you? Yeah, every everything is is going really well. Job is good. You know, Shannon's good. So no 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 complaints here. You know, staying busy, writing stories, kind of <laughs> kind of the same old same old. Just just doing it. That, uh, doing it while covering a different team. Yeah, no question about that. I'm talking to Greg Medea from the Daily Progress over in Charlottesville as he covers the Hoos. And let's talk about this one tonight. And you're covering a really good basketball team. Um, UVA 7-0, ranked third in the country. Uh, essentially the same team back with some some better pieces around that starting five. But did you expect this team to, to get off to the start that they've gotten off to? Man, it, it, it's interesting, right? Because going into the year, you saw the schedule and you're thinking – all right, they're going to see Baylor, mm-hmm. and then they're going to either see Illinois or UCLA out in Vegas. Uh, they end up seeing Illinois. You knew they were going to go to Michigan. Uh, they've got Houston coming to John Paul Jones Arena uh, later this month. So you knew, you're like, the non-conference schedule is legit. Uh, so you're going to find out about them. I didn't know if they were going to roll through. And, and they've had battles with these yeah. teams, but I didn't know if they were going to get through unscathed. I didn't think that would be the case, especially you talk about some of those the, the Baylor and the Illinois, which they saw out in Vegas, those are two really, really good basketball yeah. teams, long athletes, uh, different styles, of course. Uh, and, and Virginia's been up to task. And I think I think really kind of the overwhelming thing, Dave, that, that jumps out to me is just how old, how veteran this, <laughs> yes. this Virginia bunch is, right? Kia Clark's been in school forever. Reese Beekman has transformed himself and grown into probably one of the better guards in the country, not just in the ACC, but in the country. And when you have those two in the backcourt, Clark and Beekman, man, that is a tough, tough thing for for other teams. And it gives you, uh, when when you have that on your roster, when you have that on your team, it gives you just a a steady presence uh, when when things get tight or or there's some adversity. Uh, Beekman, did a really good job against Michigan, keeping them yeah, in the game when the Wolverines had the lead. Clark, you think about the other day against Florida State, really had a strong second half. Those two guys can really steady that team if if, if things if things get out and you know if things go unfavorably for them for any stretches of any games. You know, I, I, since you brought up those guys, I want to ask you about Kihei Clark because again, folks remember him from the national championship team, and and you mentioned he's mm-hmm. been in school forever. Seems like he's been there for about thirty seven years. Um, but what again? He's not going to be a great scorer. He's 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 his numbers are never going to be flashy, but man, he's got he means so much to this team, doesn't he? Oh, you're absolutely right. He's just got a know-how. He's got a knack for where the ball has to go when he's running the offense. He understands when to take his shots, when to drive. And I think he's become better and and more clean with the basketball this year. Last year, there were some turnover issues uh, for, for Kihei Clark in certain games. This year, he, he's cleaned it up in the early going, and I think that's made a big difference with him. He always seemed to have a knack for the big moment. Uh, but sometimes he gets sloppy with the basketball. This year, I, you know, I just I, I think he's playing a very clean game and what you want from an older fifth-year senior point guard, right? It's exactly what you want. And and if you're Virginia, you know what you what you hope can carry you 
uh, come March in, in, in having him in the backcourt. And I just think, I just think he's he's playing some really smart basketball. Leonard Hamilton, the Florida State coach, longtime uh, coach there for the Seminoles, said the other day, you know, you know what what he doesn't have. Basically, what he said was, you know, what he doesn't have in size. Right, Kia Clark's not the biggest point guard, one of the pretty much the smallest guy on the floor every night. <laughs> you know, he makes up for in, in basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so that kind of tells you the type of player Kia Clark is. Okay, we're down with Greg Medea from the uh, Daily Progress over in Charlottesville, getting set for JMU and UVA tonight over at JPJ and. You know, when I was talking earlier, I was talking, you know, it's the same starting lineup with better pieces around them. The Dukes kind of have the same starting lineup with better pieces around them, so it should make for a great game. But one thing I was thinking, too, was, you know, being in Coach Bennett's system, I'm sure is is very difficult. And for a transfer, and Jaden Gardner came in and was great last year. Armand Franklin showed signs and has this year as well. But with those two guys now being in their second year in Coach Bennett's system, have you seen just a different maybe confidence even with those guys? Yeah, for, for sure. I think with Gardner, really, that that's on the defensive end of the floor. His offensive game was was there last year, and he learned the defense as it went along. He did a really good job against Ben Carroll of Duke uh, in in their in their win at Duke last year uh, when they when they were playing some better basketball. You know, February, early March of of last season. So Gardner got better in the defense and understood it more and more as the season went along. Then you throw in the off season for both him and Franklin. Uh, and there's that natural progression, right? And you know, it's not it's not all that common in college basketball. And I think Mark Byington even said that to me yesterday that, that you're guaranteed to have players back one year after the next with the way the transfer portal is and 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 just the way rosters work in in college sports now. Uh, so when you can get players back, and, and UVA has their entire starting lineup back, and those you know transfers who came in last year, Franklin from Indiana, Gardner from from East Carolina. You give them that extra extra off season in the system to get acclimated. Virginia took a, uh, a foreign tour to, to Italy, yeah. uh, and and they said that really helped them too because they got to play together a little bit. It, it's been it's been a much crisper, much cleaner uh, looking Virginia team. If if that kind of makes sense, uh, not only what they're doing defensively in Tony Bennett's pack line, which I think is a little more extended. Uh, they they they've extended that defense maybe just a touch more uh, this season. Uh, I think it's it's but but also in the offense too, Dave. I, I think yeah. you know that extra that extra year is making a world of difference. Well, that's where I was going to go next with the offense, and, and they're always going to be good defensively. As we again, we talked to Greg Medea from the Daily Progress, Dukes and Who's tonight. But offensively, they've just been much more efficient. They're shooting the ball better. Uh, I'm sure they're getting better shots. It, what what's been the biggest difference offensively for them as far as ha- having better efficiency than they did a year ago? Well, first of all, Armand Franklin shooting the ball much yeah. better than he did a year ago. Had a great game against Baylor. I think 26 points in that one out in Vegas. Uh, he's shooting the ball better. And then the way Reese Beekman can drive and be aggressive has really helped them. I think the way he, 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 can, he knows when to take it to the basket, and then he also knows when to drive to draw in the defense, which will collapse on him at times. And then he'll kick the ball out, and and they've knocked down they've knocked down some three pointers this year, and then shooting it much better from deep. I think Ben Vanderplas, uh, the transfer from from Ohio, a veteran guy, uh, he's been a nice addition because as a forward he can play down low and he can he can bang on the glass uh, with with some physical you know bigger body front court players, but he's also got a three point shot, uh, and he's been really good in the second half of games. Uh, working from the three-point line, and then also, you know, getting some getting some cleanup baskets down low. 
Uh, I think he had I think nine of his ten points against Michigan uh, came in the second half. All of his points the other day against Florida State came in the second half. So to me, I think with with, with that extra, and he gives them a little different look uh, than than what they have with Gardner. When you put him on the floor, uh, it's just a it's just an added element uh, the opponent has to look out for uh, because Vanderplas can can extend the floor and and really make it a a, a versatile game yeah. so he's, he's got an act for it too as an older guy yeah he's he's been a big addition i think it just watching them this year and especially the michigan game he was huge in that second half how about and they've got some freshmen mcneely Dunn. They, they've stepped up and they've had some moments where you're like okay these kids can uh, can really help out that's been a, an added addition to this roster too yeah i think with Dunn, he he's so long six eight uh he, he's the younger brother of, of major league baseball pitcher justin dunn uh, so he, I don't think he's afraid of the moment. He's out there, and, and he he's he's probably gives them a little more athleticism and a little more length when they need it on the defensive end. Like Florida State the other day, and I know they're off to a off to a rough start, right? Leonard Hamilton didn't yeah. expect to be one nine after ten <laughs> right. games, but they still have really tall athletes. Uh, maybe their season's a little bit different if they have all their pieces in line, uh, but they don't. Uh, but still, they still have some really good athletes, and and it and in the first half, it looked like you know maybe Virginia needs to to do something to to counteract some of those some of those bigger, taller, longer athletes, and and Don uh, he he gives them that at six foot eight, a long, long wingspan. Uh, so I think he's he's fit in nicely. McNeely seen him at times, some in, in some of those lopsided games uh, against teams that can't hang. Uh, but but the the West from from West Virginia he he he's shown an ability that he can shoot the three two, uh, maybe maybe as the year goes on he plays a little bit more. But in the in the in these uh, in the marquee matchups they've had it's been a little bit tighter of rotation the mm-hmm. five starters plus Vanderplas Cafaro and a little bit of Ryan Dodd. Again we're down with Greg Medea from the uh, Daily Progress over in Charlottesville to Dukes in. Uh... UVA tonight, 8 o'clock with John Paul Jones Arena. We'll have the game on from the JMU Radio Network over on WSVA tonight, pregame at 7.30. And, you know, you mentioned that the defense, do you, I guess is, he must trust them a little more if they're extending the pack line. Do you, is, is that what it is? Yeah, I, I think I think so. And I think he knows uh, that, that they've got some, some pretty good athletes in, in, in general, right? I mean, Gardner is so long, 6'6", six, six, but, but plays taller than that. Caden Shedrick, I think he helps. I think Caden Shedrick, Dave, if you if you think about the way he plays, he gives them the opportunity to make up for uh, some over aggressiveness. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if you want to sure. you want to play it that way, because he can defend the rim. Right, six foot eleven, showed the shot blocking ability last year, and is is back at it uh, again this year. I think over the course of his career, he's had at least two blocks in, in twenty four games. Uh, so to me. I think he's probably the piece when they when they want to bring it out, extend it at times uh, that 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 can make up if if, if you make a mistake. Uh, so I think that helps them. All right, you talked to Coach Byington. What's what's he feel like in this matchup? Yeah, I, I think he, he he said to me uh, that that they probably have to play their their best game uh, to have a shot in it. He 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 thinks Virginia and, and he he's you know former um, former director of basketball ops there was a grad. Uh, grad student manager for Virginia back in the Pete Gillen days. Uh, he thinks this Virginia team is is really really good. He said, you know, I don't know if anybody's playing better uh, nationally than than what Virginia is playing. 
uh, right now. He said he thinks Virginia can win a national championship, but he's really happy with what he's gotten from his Dukes. And I, I know you see him on a nightly basis, daily basis, uh, so you can attest to this too. Uh, you know, he, he, he's really happy with the way they're sharing the basketball. And he said that's that's helped uh, with, with the scoring numbers they put up in a lot of these yeah. games. He said he's really happy with how the transfers uh, have, have fit in and blended in with a really good returning core, right? I know I know we talked For about sure. Virginia a good bit and what they bring back. But that James Madison team, that's a lot of the same names that they've had uh, for the last few seasons, back, back to when I was in Harrison. Right, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so... So to me, I think he's he's probably he's really happy. At least from from what I took away in my conversation with him, he's happy with how they played through the first month and uh, really excited about what he's gotten uh, from from his veterans. He said, you know, he showed up at practice in September and he goes, I didn't know and I didn't realize how much I thought, uh, you know, how much I thought the veteran, the second year, third year in the system would matter. Uh, but he goes, you know, you could tell right away when we got to practice in September. That, that it was making a world of difference and they could go fast and they could bring along the transfers quickly because those players who had been in the system for, for two, three years now understood exactly what he wanted from, from them and, and what the expectation was going to be. Okay, we're down with Greg Medea from the Daily Progress as uh, he covers the the Who's over in Charlottesville. He, again, former JMU beat writer for the Daily News Record. And again, 8 o'clock is that tip-off coming up tonight. Is uh, should be a lot of fun over at John Paul Jones Arena. I wanted to bring up some other things with you, too. And um, I'm going to have Noah Fleischman on from the Daily News Record who who took over after after you took off. And he did a great job of, of, of putting uh, a spreadsheet out there with tracking all the, the – portal movement that's going on and, and who the Dukes are offering. You're doing the same thing with UVA. Um, but before we get to that, I do want to ask you, you mentioned obviously the shooting that happened last month, very tragic and heartbreaking. You mentioned it. It was That had to be very difficult to, to cover and deal with and just to be involved in that. Man, Dave, it was, it, you know, I, I don't know if I've covered, I haven't covered anything um, more tragic in, in my career yeah. as a sports writer, journalist, however you want to term it. And you know that the, the three uh, football players who were killed, Lavelle Davis Jr., uh, Deshaun Perry, and Devin Chandler. I, you know, I talked to them all throughout the season. Uh, probably Perry and Davis more than Chandler, uh, but got got to know them at least on the, the interview basis uh, a little bit. And and you know, just such good kids, such really really nice, down to earth. Yes, very good athletes, uh, but but probably better people. Uh, I mean, Lavelle Davis Jr., you know, he, he had a bright, bright future ahead on the football field. You know, six foot, six foot seven, could catch anything, basically. Had a couple of touchdown catches this year after working back uh, from an injury that, that forced him to miss all of last year. Uh, and, you know, it's just, just such a sad, sad story. And, uh, you know, Deshaun Perry was, was kind of the, the renaissance man of the group. Uh, had a lot of different interests, but, but was very, very committed to the football team. Uh, played some on defense. I talked to him and written a feature about him earlier uh, during the season, uh, just about some of the things that, that he was excited to do this year. And one of those things was they, they had asked him to change positions ahead of their game against Old Dominion uh, from, from linebacker to defensive end. And he was able to do it on the fly uh, really over the course of a couple of days and, and had a productive game against the Monarchs. So uh, Devin Chandler, too, was was a was a Virginia was a Wisconsin transfer, excuse me, had committed uh, when Bronco Mendenhall was the coach. Only only uh, uh, to, to to a couple of days later, find out Mendenhall was was going to leave uh, his job. 
but stuck with the commitment anyway and was, was really excited about what he could bring uh, UVA maybe in the years to come after some of their older wide receivers had graduated. Uh, so to, to me, just such a sad, sad story. Really good kids. And, you know, the football kind of took, took a backseat as it should. Uh, with with canceling games and uh, the last two of the year against Coastal Carolina and and Virginia Tech, uh, but you know that 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 wasn't the that wasn't the the focus at that point. Yeah, no question about that. And we're talking with Greg Medea from the uh, Daily Progress over in Charlottesville, and you know, again, I don't even want to ask this question, but what what do you make of of year one? I know it's hard to kind of put into perspective yeah. because of what happened to end the season, but what do you make of year one for Coach Elliott? Yeah, it was interesting, and I just. They, they they struggled. I mean, yeah. just to just to be quite honest, they 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 struggled to find success offensively. I thought they made really good strides defensively. The defensive coordinator John Rodzinski, that Elliott hired away from Air Force, I thought did a really really good job. They added some transfer defensive linemen ahead of the season, uh, and those guys played played pretty well. Cam Butler particularly paired with with Chico Bennett, who was in his second season with UVA. Uh, after transferring to, to Virginia from Georgia Tech, I thought those two defensive ends played really well. They got great production at linebacker out of Nick Jackson. And then the secondary, uh, Anthony Johnson and Fentrell Cypress became one of the top cornerback tandems uh, in all of college football. So defensively, I think they finished in the top maybe 35 for, for scoring defense, total defense. So I thought defensively uh, that group gave them a chance to win every week. But they couldn't get out of their own way offensive. I mean, they had major, major issues. The offensive line was young and inexperienced, uh, and and the quarterback in, in the transition from from what they ran under under Mendenhall and and the former offensive coordinator Robert and I an air raid system uh, to what they wanted to do, which was more pro style, more balanced under Elliott and offensive coordinator Des Kitchings. It just it really didn't work. I mean, just 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 to be honest with you, they didn't have. The offensive line. They wanted to run the ball, uh, and they got good. They got okay, uh, you know, touches out of their running backs. Maybe you know, every other game, every couple of games, right. uh, but not consistent enough. And some of the things they wanted to do off play action, and some of the reads Brendan Armstrong, who's now in the transfer portal, uh, had to make. It just was a. It was just was a major struggle. I think partly because the offensive line struggled mightily to protect him, uh, and then secondly, just just because it, it, it wasn't very good for Armstrong. He, he had a down year, um, and he, he's going to have to work to rebuild his draft stock in what will yeah. be a sixth season of eligibility. That, I mean, what a difference a year makes for that young man. I mean, he was contemplating the NFL yeah. and decided to come back, and now he's in the portal. Crazy, isn't it? it, it it's, it's nuts. And, you know, I, I've, I've talked to some people about it, and, and they just they just can't believe some of the things that, that happened with Brennan and, and you know, what – what what just a tough year it was for him because he was so so good. Yeah, he was twenty one, setting all kind of passing records, school ACC, you know, school records, career records. You know, it just it, it's wild to think what what it, like you said, what a difference twelve months can make. We're Tom Greg Medea, the daily from the Daily Progress over in Charlottesville again. The Dukes and Who's coming up tonight over in Charlottesville, and um, how about the portal? I'm guessing they'll use that quite a bit, won't they? They're going to have to. Yeah, they've they've got some major holes on their roster. Uh, in, in the portal is Armstrong went into the portal, and then the cornerback I mentioned, Fentrell Cypress, uh, he's in the portal. Then they'll have to replace some talent that's headed to the NFL, Anthony Johnson, the other corner. So they're going to be in need of some defensive backs. They're going to have to shore up that offensive line. Uh, a lot of their linemen are, are, are slated to return, 
But when the group maybe isn't as good, you, you probably have to add to it. Uh, so I know they've got a couple. I think they've got a couple of offensive line offers out already. Uh, defensively, they're probably going to have to add to that defensive line. And then you're going to have to see, you know, what, what else they feel they need. I, I would think they need at least a receiver or two, um, you know, just considering uh, Dontavian Wicks is, is headed, to the, headed to the NFL. Uh, he and Anthony Johnson, the corner, are playing the senior bowl. Uh, and then, and then Billy Kemp, another receiver, um, you know, is off to the league. Keaton Thompson, uh, kind of their all-purpose guy, uh, he, he, he's out of eligibility. Uh, so they're going to have to find some some pass catchers. So they, they've got they've got their work cut out for them in the portal. Uh, that's that's for sure. And I mean, just just knowing the sheer number of people in the portal at <laughs> yeah, this point, it's crazy. My gosh, I don't, I, don't, I, I, I player personnel. Decision makers, recruiting yeah. uh, people on these staffs all across the country. My gosh, it's got to be a it's got to be a massive, massive job. Uh, I, one that I don't want. I, you no question, <laughs> it is a mess, and uh, it's it is it's is it is it going to change? Any, I've asked Shane Metlin this. I've asked Noah Fleischman. I'm going to ask you: Is this going to change anytime soon with the portal? I don't. I don't think so. I don't either. I mean, I, I just just from my opinion, knowing players. Uh, talking to parents of players yeah. and, and even talking to coaches, like it, 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 it works both ways, right? Players who don't play want opportunity. Some are willing to wait it, wait it out at their current schools. Others are going to be more aggressive, and especially at the quarterback position, right? Because only one quarterback can play. <laughs> so I don't think that's slowing down. And then on the coaching side, right? They got to be honest with their players, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, I, I, I've heard this, you know, from, from coaches I know different schools across the country right you know they they're gonna have you can't you can't run a kid off but you can be honest and tell them where they are <laughs> yeah. in the depth chart um so I, as long as that's gonna happen uh and these coaches they have jobs they have to keep these jobs they need the best players possible so if, if there's a kid that, that doesn't really have a place on that team after a year or two you know, they, those conversations are going to be honest It'll be the Dukes and Who's tonight. Also, the Dukes and Who's on September the 9th in Charlottesville as uh, they'll finally play football together. That'll be fun next year, won't it? When when, uh, when the Dukes and Who's get together in football. Yeah, I, I really think so. I'm glad that game's being played. I am and too. I, I'd asked Tony Elliott earlier in the year uh, a little bit about their non-conference schedule, and he, he came right out and said, you know, UVA has to play the JMU's of the world, has to play uh, the in-state teams, the old Dominions. Because uh, he thinks it's good for the game, you know, he thinks it's really good for for, for recruiting. Uh, so I think it's it's nice to to have a coach at Virginia at the Power Five level that that can see yeah. uh, the value in playing, you know, the the group of five, uh, the group of five teams and and teams throughout the state. Are you? And since you covered JMU football for so long, I'm guessing you're not surprised at the success they had this year in the Sun Belt in their first year in the FBS. No, I mean. I thought I thought at some point there'd be a stretch, and there was right. They yeah. had a three-game losing streak where they just have too many injuries and, and just not enough depth to, to overcome it. But I'm not surprised, right? I mean, if you're around that team, you know yeah. Kurt Signetti and all those <laughs> right. players. When you have a winning culture and there's an expectation that you show up at practice every day, and there's a you know a detailed plan day in and day out, you you, you have the ability to focus on each practice each day, then the Saturday product is, is usually pretty good. Uh, so to me, I think outside, you know, 
outside of what I expected was just because I had seen other transitions before, right before I covered James Madison, I was in school at, at West Virginia and saw their transition from the Big East to the Big 12 and, and saw what, what the lack of depth and top-line talent could do uh, if you lose one or two guys. You know, outside of that, I, I thought, you know, James Madison would be fine. Uh, you know, it's an exciting time for, for, for JMU fans and, you know, for everybody in, athletic, in that athletic department uh, who, who's done such a good job. It's, it's no surprise. They waited until it was the right moment. Right, and, yeah. you know, it, it's paying off for them. And, and, you know, it's just a kudos to, to what they've built there and that football program and, and the coaches on that staff, too, and the players also. Players deserve a ton of credit. Well, I can't wait to see you tonight. It was great to catch up right now, but I can't wait to see you tonight. It's been a long time, but uh, I appreciate your time as always. Read more of his stuff on the Daily Progress on, on that website. Check him out on Twitter as well, but great stuff as always from Greg Medea from uh, the Daily Progress over in Charlottesville. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate you, bud. We'll see you later on today. All right. Sounds good, Dave. See you later.